here's here's a a perfect rendition of Ave Maria. No, <laughs> no. Ave Maria. Well, it's not actually that bad. This is a lot more tolerable than I thought it was going to be. He's still pinching his nipples. Yeah, I, I really want the folks at home to know that Cam and I are on a Google Hangout with Ryland watching him pinch his nipples while he sings Ave Maria. So what did you do with your day? So this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that's your legal guardian. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm that mechanical duck at every Chuck E. Cheese restaurant, Dylan Bragasa. Pop goes the otter. It's Ryland. See, you thought I'd say weasel, but I said otter. <laughs> Got you guys. Like otter pops? Oh, fuck. I mean, God. duh. <laughs> That's what I meant, idiot. <laughs> so proud of himself. Uh, every week, we give you hot lifestyle tips like you've never seen before, and we review some of the biggest lifestyles out there in the oeuvre of the current zeitgeist. Who's got a lifestyle tip for us? Hey, you guys. Hey. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, can we turn off the recording right now? Uh, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I turned my, I turned recording. my recording off. It's, it's off. Not you can tell me whatever. Okay. Um, don't tell anyone about this, but I need to ask for help. Oh. Uh, I I had some stranger danger recently. <gasps> I was walking from the train back to my apartment. With my headphones in, I'm jamming out, I'm strutting, and I see this guy walking towards me, and his like mouth is moving, and I realize he's speaking to me. He's he he's not giving me the visual cues of someone who's maybe asking for money, which you get used to in uh, living in a big city. And I pull out one of my earbuds, and I go, "Sorry, what?" And he goes. How are you going to hear if someone's talking to you? If you got the music playing Ew. all the time. Oh, that's disgusting. And I said, what? And he was like a really nicely dressed man. And he like sticks a hand out towards me. What and he goes, fuck? hi, I'm John. What's yours? Ew. And I said, uh, I'm sorry. I got to go. And he goes, oh, but I just wanted to meet you. And I started walking away. And he spells meet M-E-A-T. <laughs> right. Was I was that what I was supposed to do? Should I have what? Should I have spoken to him more? No. I just need I just need a lifestyle tip, you guys. What did I what do I do? Let me let me and Ryan do a little lifestyling for you. Thanks, okay? guys. And again, don't release this. Because I, I do hear I, we would never release this. Thank you. Okay. This is private between the three of us. Cool. Um I think that's an argument made by aggressive men all the time. Hey, why are you wearing those headphones when I'm trying to start a conversation with you? Yeah. That's answered, buddy. I'm wearing these headphones because you're trying to start a conversation. Right. With me. Exactly. Like, what the fuck do you mean? What was he? What do you think he wanted from me? Do you that think it was sweet ass? Is that it? We wanted ass. I don't blame ass. him. 
Yes, who can? Mm. He's a rule breaker, okay? You live in the big city, okay? And in the big city, you don't talk to people on the street. Like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? You should have shot him right then and there. Oh, my God. And if you didn't bring your rule breaker gun, then pull out your rule breaker cowbell and ding a ling a ling a ling rule breaker. I've got a rule breaker here. ding a ling a ling a ling a ling And then he gets scooped up by the patrol. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I just not too long ago read the Mothman prophecies and it really did feel like one of those aliens who came from another dimension who are practicing being human people, but don't quite have it down very well. It was a man in black. You yeah. Men in black. <gasps> was he wearing black? I don't remember. He very well could have been. Oh, and he didn't have actual lips. They were just painted on with lipstick. I, I hate Will Smith's normalization of men in black, turning them into like a lovable cultural really? character when in fact they are malicious beings from another dimension terrorizing yeah, in fact they're people that come up to you when you have your headphones in they say hey there <laughs> how's it going and then i mean what can you do but go alien and run <laughs> all, right, all right so i did it right okay thank you guys um uh so okay so we'll start recording now and then i'll just do like a filler uh tip uh because we didn't record any yeah, of that yeah do, do a do a tip about fillings okay uh Hey, you guys, it's Dylan. I got a lifestyle tip for you this week. Uh, did you just get your fillings done like I did? Uh, all right. Well, make sure you have a lot of Ben and Jerry's. Don't get Chunky Monkey. Made that mistake. Won't do it again. Bye. That's great a tip. Great, great lifestyle Great tip, tip. Dylan. Yeah. That was great really good. Tip. I've, I've got a tip. It's called be a giver. Okay. So sometimes you gotta put your hands on someone's back and start thinking about what warmth feels like. Sometimes, sometimes you'll be walking around in the city and somebody will come up to you and they will ask you, Hey, um, hey, can you help me out here? And sometimes you just have to sometimes say yes, just every now and then say yes. You don't have to say yes every single time, but say yes then. And because maybe you just went to Taco Bell and they're right outside of the Taco Bell and they're like, hey, could I get some food to eat? And you're like, you know what? I just bought a $7 meal. I can afford one more $7 meal. And you say, yeah, of course I can. And they're like, okay, I would like some pho. And then you're like, all right, I was thinking Taco Bell, but there is a there's a pho restaurant just right there and it'll be a little bit more expensive maybe. But yeah, sure. Just say yes. Just be a giver. Be a giver and and be like, yeah, sure. Let's go over there. And and he's like, oh, you know what? Actually, I don't really like their pho. Um, <sighs> there's actually this pho restaurant. A couple blocks away, uh, if you if you just want to go there and uh, get me some pho, and then you gotta be a giver, <laughs> and you just gotta say, you know what? Yeah, sure. Let's just. <laughs> you don't want Taco Bell. You don't want this pho that's right next to us. <laughs> Let's walk a couple blocks away. And you know what? On the way is the dry cleaner's place. If you could just pick up my dry cleaning, <laughs> that would you would be darling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes you just gotta be a giver, and then you just have to go into this sit down restaurant and and explain this whole situation to the server. Be like, Ugh. hey, can I pay now? Because I'm leaving, but he's gonna stay, and I'm just gonna <sighs> take care of it right now. And uh, and he and he gets the biggest size and a big 
boba tea and you just got to be a giver you got to be like yes you know what yes uh and the whole time he's talking you up about how he used to be a millionaire oh. uh but now he lost all his money so you got to be a giver and you get so that's what he's he's used to this elegance okay so you got to give it back to him he needs it he needs a little taste of his old life so be a giver that's my tip for the week do you think it's possible that you experienced an alien abduction <laughs> because you were uh, uh, put under some kind of crazy mind ray that made you act irreconcilably with anything that's like reason. You, how do you get out of that? You cannot. After you agreed. Yeah, I will get you some food. You can't. I can't. You can't say no to anything okay. else after that. Ryland, I'm going to offer to buy you a meal. And then I want you to upsell to pho, okay? All right? Okay. Okay, yeah, Ryan, I'll, I'll buy you dinner. Hey, how about pho? Hey, fuck, no, no, fuck that. <laughs> what? I fuck you, you can't say that to a stranger? literally a saying that says beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> it's literally in the lexicon. You say, oh, no, I'm sorry, this is against the rules because you're begging and you're choosing at the same time, which is the two things you can't do at the same time, beg and choose. I was thinking that the whole time, but you can't, you can't, I can't say that to a person. Just be a giver. Be more like me, guys. Get, and it leads to exhilarating thrill rides. You never know where you're going to wind up. It's like, it's being the Jim Carrey of Liar Liar. And you say yes. And yeah, always go to a second location with a <laughs> supposed homeless millionaire and uh, let him tell you where you need to be. You never know where you're going to end up. Maybe it'll be at a fat <laughs> restaurant. Maybe you It'll be chained to a radiator. You never know. I have a sword in my car. Why? <laughs> For that reason. What? You try to chain me to a radiator. I've got a sword in my car. Okay. And he's going to say, oh, yeah, I know a pho place. It's up and around the corner. We just have to take this alleyway. And he's going to press his gun into your back. And then you're going to go, oh, no. Let me go to my car now. And he'll say, fine, but I won't <laughs> like it. And then you'll be like, ah, Jacques. And pull out your sword. See, he's not the only trickster here, okay? Hey, oh, I feel your gun in my back. Actually, you know what? How could we get there faster? Via car. Let me drive you there. Then maybe I could drive you to a mattress firm or something. We could buy a bed. And then we get in my car. Boing! Got my sword out. And I'm going to cut that gun out of your hand. Boing! It's just in, like, your cup holder or something? <laughs> Why do you suddenly have the sword in your hand? It's right next to my driver's seat. What? God, because he yeah. wants to. If he gets in a car accident, he wants to be sure that he dies. Yeah, seriously. Or if he just slams on the brakes a little too hard. It's in a hilt, guys. Come on, I'm not a barbarian. Uh, a hilt, the thing that swords are designed to slide, slide out, out of. of. Yeah, it's great. It's okay. got a button latch on it, like a cop gun holster. It's got that little latch. You latch it in. What's Where'd your you technique? I'm sorry, but what's your technique? Because you you have trouble saying no to people. Why do you find it much easier to cut people with a sword? 
it's it, actions speak louder than words, and I can't use my words, so I'll use my actions. Your there. your priority system is completely inverted. It's like you have no qualms subjecting Cam and I to the <laughs> bullshit you do on a week to week basis. But if a complete stranger comes up to you, you will run errands for them. You will drive them places. You will go get them a boba tea if they feel like that. I can't believe how much shit you guys are giving me for being a good person okay he's a millionaire he <laughs> he's not a millionaire he's he lost millionaire. all his money okay remind me again where that money is <laughs> yeah. okay so his story was hey you know i used to be really wealthy i was uh, actually a millionaire i lived a very nice lifestyle but then my dad died and all the money got tied up in india but i'm trying to save up money to go to india i just need a thousand dollars and then i'll I'll be able to go there and I can get the money. So the money's there. The money's there. And in fact, if we can scrounge up a thousand bucks to give this guy, I bet he'll give us a cut, guys. This is this is what you do. You be a giver to get a little. Where did you buy your cop sword? (laughs) Venice Beach, California, baby. Oh, my God. course. Cam, do you have a lifestyle tip? I sure do. And in fact, this week, I'm going to take our listening audience behind the scenes to see how these tips get made. Mm. People may not realize it, but lifestyling and being a lifestyle expert are the most difficult professions a human can take on. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of research and hard work. So I want to take everybody behind the scenes this week in one of our favorite segments called The Cleaner. The cleaner. And uh, this week, I have three 21-day cleanses and or diets. And I am going to give an automatic live it to one of these. And for 21 days, I'll be living one of these diets. All right, so we've got a 21-day sugar cleanse. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, I don't actually know what any of these are. Um, I haven't really researched this at all, but starting at this recording, I will be under this cleanse. So we got the 21 day sugar cleanse going in the cleaning bucket, a 21 day vegan diet, Mm. throw that in the cleaning Mm. bucket. And then our third option is a 21 day paleo diet, which apparently is how cavemen eat. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. Now. I'm loading these all into the cleaner cannon, which will launch the cleaner bucket through the atmosphere. Uh, It's going to burn up on re-entry, and then one of the letters will fall down. And Dylan is going to randomly pluck out which cleanse I'm doing. And I will be living that for the next 21 days. And y'all can come along for the ride with me as I bitch and moan about not getting to feed my sweet tooth. Yay! All right, Cam, go ahead and cue up that cannon. He's pulling the crank. And he's cranking the other cranks. Here. Oh, he's entering in the launch codes. (laughs) All right, he's he's listening to the lock that he has to undo to get out the other set of keys. All right, he's turning the vault door. He's opening the vault door. He's scanned his palm print. He's grabbed the keys. He's picking them out, plugging it into the initiator, slamming the launch button. All right. We just got to wait, wait for the bucket to come back down. Should be a matter of, oh, I see. Oh, and it's, oh, oh, 
Oh, and I caught I caught one. All right, folks. Cam for the next twenty one days will be vegan. Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! I'm vegan. Oh, shit. Cam's vegan. You heard it oh, here first. God. You guys, all of a sudden, I feel like a much better person than everybody else. Wow. Well, you are now, and I gotta tell them about it too. Yeah. Viva Las Vegan! Because Cam, you were the first person to tell me about the chocolate pudding puppies. So the okay. what? Yeah. So I'm. <laughs> He is referencing a paper, an ethics paper, by Professor Alistair Crowley, mm-hmm. who uh, makes an ethical argument against eating meat. Uh, I don't know that I want to explore that topic. Oh, it's awful. I'll, I'll give you the summary. I'll give you the summary, okay? Imagine pudding is made out of puppies. Well, oh, man, I don't want pudding anymore. Jeez. So oh, there you true. go. Yeah, it's true. I don't want pudding anymore. There you go. All right. And that's essentially what being vegan is. <laughs> Not wanting to eat puppies. I do know it's no animal products, so meat and dairy I can't eat. But that's all I know. So I'm going to have to, after this recording, figure out what I'm going to be eating for the next month here. Do not look at me. Because as far as I'm concerned, those are the two food groups. So come along for the journey and let's all learn what it takes to be a lifestylist and lifestyle expert and to not eat meat. Or vegetables? Is that what a vegan yeah, does? Vegans, no meat, no vegetables. Yeah, that's why it's that name. Yeah, no meat, no vegetables, no cheese. Just milk. Just that's all you can drink. <laughs> as much milk as you can stomach. I'm so excited to be a vegan. I'm going to eat so much milk. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Now let's review some lifestyles. Who's got the first lifestyle for us? All right, you guys. I'm going to do a little character profile for us. We're going to take a look at a uh, pivotal figure. And uh, I'm going to give you that in-depth lifestyle knowledge about an important person in history that I think we've all maybe made up our minds about, and unjustly so. You know her because she's Abraham a business- Lincoln. <laughs> no. She's a businesswoman. She ran a media empire in the early 2000s. She's sold the most personally branded perfume products of any celebrity in the world, aside from Elizabeth Taylor. She interrupted the Hollywood star system by creating a new class of celebrity that paved the way for stars I like fucking, I don't Spencer like this. and Heidi Pratt, the Kardashians, and so on. Obviously, I'm talking about the Paris Hilton. But there's a side to this business mogul that we do not know about. Her private life is largely a mystery to the world, and I have scraped together some of the scraps of evidence from the internet that point to a very different Paris than the aggressive, competitive businesswoman we know and love. Exhibit A, this note that I found on reddit.com an important (laughs) news periodical this person says some random things told to me by my stepsister who used to work for paris she has a room in her house full of vintage radios from world war ii aircraft and the like what she restores them when not socializing she spends most of her time locked up in that room doing god knows what to these radios she's trying to make contact with amelia Earhart. There's always a smell of burning coming from the room, and nobody is allowed in. This other comment reads, <laughs> My car broke down on the Autobahn in Germany. Managed to coast by sort of with a burger van and toilets in it. What the hell 
what are you saying? I was in a bad state because I can't speak any German. My phone had no credit and I didn't have my breakdown details with me, so I had no idea what to do. I unsuccessfully asked the guy in the burger van for help. Okay, so they're not in the burger van. They were in a car and they stopped by a burger van. He apparently didn't speak English, so rather pathetically, I started to cry. Then this big old American guy appeared and offered me a cup of tea in his motorhome. Apparently, there's a motorhome. It wasn't proper tea, but that's besides the point. In the van was another guy and Paris Hilton. <gasps> I kid you not. She was sweet and made me a sandwich and gave me a hug. Oh then my Then proceeded gosh. to talk to me for 30 minutes about some old radio bits she'd bought in a show <laughs> and Friedrichshafen, which I don't know if that's how that's pronounced. I didn't understand most of it. She said that when she wasn't working, she liked to drive about Europe, going to radio and air shows as if she put on a hat and nobody ever recognized her. Then they towed me to a garage about 40 kilometers per hour. Scary stuff on the Autobahn. Oh, yeah. And she sat in my car and asked if it was okay before she smoked. Exhibit three. This post on rec.radio.shortwave bulletin board. Was that Paris Hilton at the Hall of Science today inquiring for a ham radio license? They were closed. <gasps> Exhibit D. <laughs> Paris Hilton took a photo with a World War II vet at Atlantic City's Hara's Pool. He hung out with her until 3 a.m. and all the guests were thanking him for his service. Perhaps some in-person interview research, I'm thinking. Maybe, was he a radio man in World War II? You guys, <laughs> what is going on with Paris Hilton? Okay, so sounds like this is a perfect opportunity to show the world our skills as lifestylists and lifestyle experts. And we're going to do some reverse lifestyling, taking the facts we've been given. We're going to deduce just what the hell Paris Hilton is up to. She clearly doesn't need any advice. She's got her lifestyle figured out down pat. And we're just not unlike... Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys going to reverse engineer, like Cam said. And much like Nancy Drew, I think I've got this crack case. Do you mind if I uh, <laughs> mind if I go first? Take a crack at Paris Hilton. <laughs> All right, I got this crack case. <laughs> oh boy, you guys! Here's the thing: she's running a number station. Oh, what? <gasps> what? Oh, like a one, like the Powerball? Three. So Rylan's familiar. Dylan, Rylan's heard of numbers. I, Dylan, I'm so excited. I didn't know you didn't know about number stations. I, and I'm so excited for you to well, learn about number so stations. Fun about me is I'm an idiot. <laughs> so there are multiple radio stations, which no one takes credit for, and no one knows who's running them. And they are just a monotone voice reading numbers. Wow. One, seven, eight. 53 theories abound why they exist what they're doing there are they a communication system for uh spies in the field to speak with their commanders are they getting orders from these number stations is it an alien device you know putting radio waves through our radio space to control our brains is that what it is is it a ghost inside of a radio who knows i'll tell you what i do know Paris Hilton's deep up in that room, reading numbers and communicating with the Illuminati via her old radio tubes. Shit. I mean, that fully checks out. 
Yeah, that that does make sense. If you guys want to know more about this, you go to Priyom, P-R-I-Y-O-M dot org, and they keep a very detailed track of all Paris's uh, recordings and her all the numbers she's saying. I think you should be able to find like an, an actual stream of it happening live. Uh, UVB 76 is pretty hot right now. You can hear Paris on there. Um. Okay, so we're playing a number station now. What? What? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Paris? I fucking love this. This is disgusting. And there's also times when they like match in weird ways uh, with uh, tragedies that happen. Okay. Yes, that's Paris right there communicating with the Illuminati. <laughs> yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, so if you go to priom.org, P R I Y O M. Org. You can actually listen to clips of these, the MP3s. Uh, I, I feel like you might be able to find them streaming somewhere, but at preom.org, you can re- listen to recordings and you can hear Paris say Russian numbers. Okay. Do, 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 do. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's hot is like an anagram for like a message she was trying? It's like it activates her sleeper agent. Oh, that's why she said shit. it all the time is because she was actively hot. doing the number station in her reality show. And the exact moment she said that's hot was communicating. OK, for real, though, that's on the books. Everyone says that when you interview Paris Hilton, she's like, yeah, hey, what's up? Uh, is this where we're going to be? OK, make sure that my lighting is correct. And like, here's how I'm kind of envisioning this shoot going. OK, let's go ahead and start rolling. Hi. <laughs> So I am a big fan of pink this year. And and then she like will cut that. And her friends like make fun of her when she like dips into the voice in her private life. But like the voice is like very much she invented it. And I was reading these articles about how like the way that the Kardashians talk is like a derivative of Paris's. Y'all know that Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian was her personal assistant, right? What? Like, no. Kim Kardashian learned how to be. Do you guys not? Know? It goes straight to the top. Jesus. It goes straight to the top. Oh Lord Jesus, what's happening? <laughs> so these are just on local radio stations. It's over like ham radio, so it's not. It's not something you could just tune into with just any radio. You need a special radio for long form communication. Okay, and that's what Paris was into was ham radio. Yeah. You know, Cam, I think that's actually a really great idea that she's working with the Illuminati with these number stations. However, I think it might be a little misguided because um, you ever see a famous movie called uh, Steven Spielberg's (laughs) E.T.? You know what E.T. was so horny for with that rotten finger? Skittles. No, Reese's Pieces. (laughs) Reese's Pieces. Also... E.T. phone home. Oh my god. E.T. wanted to phone home. Paris Hilton's contacting her home planet? Yes! She's a fucking alien and she was sent here to inculcate the most powerful country at the time. I'm sorry, but it's true. USA, USA. Woo woo! 
with an obsession with reality television so that we would lose progress. We would slow down. That way, the aliens would have more time to get here and actually destroy us. If it hadn't been for reality television, thanks to Paris Hilton, we would have actually been able to fight off these aliens. But she is their sleeper agent, dude. What about this? I think the reason that room was locked shut is because it's actually her little alien friend who is in there trying to phone home. And Paris doesn't want people to come in and see the alien outside of its drag costume that it uses (laughs) to disguise it. So here's the real deal, Ryland, because I like what you said, but it is a little misguided because Kim Kardashian is E.T. And the whole reason Paris Hilton started a show in the first place was so that she could get it big and hook up Kim Kardashian with a show. So the radio waves will go out to space and the aliens, her family out in space will go like, oh, there's Kim. She's stuck on Earth. Let's go get her. Oh, my God. The butt. The butt. Oh my god. It's a satellite, guys. It's been in front of us this whole time. Those are two satellite dishes. She's pinging the ETs. I mean, regardless, we know that either Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton is going to end up bringing about the end of days for our planet. And if Ariana Grande doesn't do something to stop it, that's going to become our reality right quick. Yeah. But I think, you know, when Paris Hilton first came out on the scene, everyone thought, well, she's going to end the world. And we collectively went, yeah, we're okay with it. It's all right. Oh, my gosh. You guys, second, soon to be first best selling perfume brand in all of history behind Elizabeth Taylor. You guys, what do you think is in that perfume? Oh, my God. God, what chemical agents are in her hit fragrance titled Eris, which she just made a limited edition release of recently? Alien. (laughs) She ground up her people from her home planet and just put it in perfume. There's alien in there. Don't breathe that in. I don't I still don't is there is there fire involved in ham radios what's the burning smell that's coming out of her workroom that she's got in her palace is she soldering new body parts for Kim Kardashian Dylan I get what you're getting at you're trying to tell me and Ryland's pretty good idea but we're a little bit misguided it's a little bit misguided you think she is contacting the ghost of Amelia Earhart and that's why it's producing that sulfury burny smell because she is reaching out into the netherworld. Do you need sulfur or to burn stuff to contact other planes? No, but the netherworld does have kind of a sulfury smell to it. I mean... Which is why she's making all the perfume. Because she's always speaking with the dead so much, she needs to cover up the smell. Oh Guys, you are, you're really onto something. However, you're a little misguided. Because the answer has been sitting in front of us the whole time. What does Paris Hilton say? <sighs> That's hot. That's hot. What makes smoke smells hot things? Paris is telling us that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. And smoke's coming out of her robot radio room. It's the future. The whole planet's going to burn. She's a fire starter. You're right. You're right. Also, I don't think it was a coincidence that Paris Hilton herself, when she was in Germany, where was she? Oh, she was right next to a burger van. 
What's the number one food eaten all throughout America? Burgers. Kim Cart <gasps> fucking what's her name? Paris Hilton goes around to all the burgers she can find and sprays it with alien perfume, dude. Listen to the facts. Well, I think we really cased the crack. <laughs> Dylan, I do want to thank you for revitalizing Paris. I mean, I I didn't give her enough credit for the mastermind that she is. So uh, Paris Hilton as an Illuminati alien uh, mastermind, I'm going to live it. Yeah, Paris Hilton's my alien princess. That's a hard live it. Yeah, and uh, Paris Hilton is the only Illuminati I'll drink. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to live it. But wait for it to cool down because... That's hot. Oh my god, she oh! was she was warning us the whole time. <laughs> uh, so coming up next, I got a lifestyle segment for everybody here, and I want to say "live it or leave it" to a special way of living that only came into existence uh, at the turn of the century in the age of flight. Now we talk about some cryptid lifestyles on this show. But there is the most modern cryptid that we've never given any attention to. And I don't think people talk enough about this lifestyle that these cryptids are living. The gremlin. A mm. lot of people mistake it for the racist depiction gremlins got in the uh, movie Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Don't feed them, don't water them. Uh, but none of those are the facts about gremlins. Gremlins first appeared on the scene as a folk creature around the time those two cute twins were flying through the sky for the first time. That's right. Yeah, Wilbur and Orville Wright. Ever since flight was invented as a mode of transportation, pilots have been reporting seeing small creatures sabotaging their planes. What? That's right. Gremlins are cryptid specifically centered around planes that sabotage them and they are recorded through multiple cultures throughout history through the age of flight and never before that huh now live in the gremlin lifestyle live it or leave it (sighs) all right so let's try to move on paris hilton's relationship (laughs) with the gremlins i think has got to be twofold one they are definitely agents working for her home planet but they seem to deal with some sort of subservience where you know they're they're dooming our planet to flightlessness we're not going to have an escape route if they're they've got some kind of death ray in the works so it's ultimately a suicide mission for the greater good of whatever race paris hilton belongs to so i'm looking to live i want a life raft i don't know that i want to live that gremlin life i'm gonna leave it uh for me I like being on planes. Also, I think the smaller you are, the more stuff you got going for you. Like, if I were a gremlin, I could just live in a dollhouse. or uh, And I could ride cats, too. Uh, Rylan, I just need to interrupt you really quick. In my research, uh, I was learning that as a young girl, Paris Hilton, this is true, had a dollhouse uh, that was life-sized in no. uh, the backyard off their property. It was separate no. from her house, and she would keep animals in it. She had like ferrets, gerbils, rats, rodents, birds. She had a goat at one point that her parents never found out about, and now she's got a 
a chihuahua. She, I think she's maybe had one or two, but it's got its own dollhouse out back of her house. That's like a little mini mansion for her dog. Um, and it's not for the dog. It's it, just for the gremlins. gremlins. That's oh. riding the dog. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. That was like the last piece in this puzzle because you were a little misguided. However, Paris Hilton <laughs> is what a gremlin is. If you feed it after midnight. What? Oh my god, guys. Like you turn a a gizmo into a gremlin by feeding it after midnight. But if you feed a gremlin after midnight, what does it turn into? A Paris Hilton, dude. Paris Hilton is a gremlin <laughs> queen. She's a gremlin queen. Am I gonna live Paris Hilton's life? Hell yeah, I am. Live it, baby. Oh, I'm gonna shit. be small on a dog. <laughs> Well, Ryland, I think you're really onto something there, but you are just a little <laughs> bit misguided oh. because you're referencing the 1980s movie that actually is very racist and <laughs> spreads a lot of stereotypes about gremlins that just aren't true. Mm. Okay. You don't really have a choice about feeding them because they're outside the window tearing apart your plane engine. And hmm. they don't really give a shit about the clock because while you're in the air, they're bringing you down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Morning, noon, or night. Uh, that's the real gremlin life. Did you guys hear about that like UFO those pilots saw that Tom DeLong's <laughs> fucking organization unearthed and spread to the public? Oh yeah. No. Oh okay. what? Come I on. mean, I, I heard of this. I didn't know Tom DeLong was behind this. Yeah, Tom DeLong's got Stop. an organization called Angels and Airwaves. I've heard of it. I took her out. It was a Friday night. There's an alien. Her name is Paris Wright. We started making out, and she took off my pants, and then she ate my whole body. <sighs> I'm going to throw something out there. I think Tom DeLong's To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences may have captured the exact moment that Paris ran her most recent test to get Kim back to her planet. She was cited as missing. Kim Kardashian was... Uh, last year and uh that was about the time that tom DeLong leaked this video uh that we've got a recording of here where these uh u.s air force pilots discovered a this very fast unidentified flying object i mean let's play it here it's something to see it's a fucking drone though Now, what is amazing, and the pilots pointed out, is that you would never expect a spaceship with such a fat ass to move so fast. It aerodynamically doesn't make sense, but it's doing it. Aerodynamically, it don't make no sense. Aerodynamically, it don't make sense. <laughs> it's rotating. Now, Roland, I do think you're on to something. But you are a little bit misguided, because here's the real deal. The whole reason Kim Kardashian's spaceship crash-landed on Earth is because gremlins, you know how they hate flight, they were on that ship. So they brought her down, sabotaging her UFO, and now Paris Hilton is locked in battle with the gremlins as she tries to get her E.T. friend, Kim Kardashian, back to her home planet. But here's the problem. If you fight an enemy long enough, you become the enemy. And she has slowly morphed into the gremlin of TV, which she never wanted to be. 
But now she's sabotaging the whole TV industry from the inside out just because she's trying to fight against the gremlins and get Kim Kardashian back home. Get Kim Kardashian back home. Do you think that Nicole Richie endeared herself to Paris Hilton in such a way that maybe Paris Hilton does not want the demise of the human race now? And she's simultaneously trying to return Kim to her home planet while preserving ours. She's the hero we all need. (sighs) Is Tom DeLonge our disheveled scientist trying to make his way back to the station before all is lost in this narrative? Like Paris is our protagonist. She's caught between two worlds. Tom DeLonge is kind of like her clunky sidekick. I think I think he's a good guy. Good intentions. But it's coming out wrong Mm -hmm. because we all know that Tom DeLonge keeps trying to dissect Kim Kardashian. And it's like, we get it, it's first contact, it's a very tense scenario, but that is Paris Hilton's best friend, and you're going to break her little heart, vivisecting Kim Kardashian. Well, and Kim knows, Kim's not a passive player in this role either. She aligned herself with some of the most powerful people in media, so she could, what? Build herself a palace in uh, sunny California, where she would always have an army of security personnel to protect her from Tom DeLonge. You know what? If not for those gremlins sabotaging Kim Kardashian's spaceship, none of this ever would have happened. I say living the gremlin life, leave it. Okay. Is that three leave it? I lived it. No, I want to live in a dollhouse and ride cats. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. Roman, you got a segment, you got a segment for us, Roman? <laughs> yeah, this segment's completely related to everything you guys just said. So, um, maybe you guys heard this story. I don't know how this came back up again, um, but in 2013, a uh, man in Japan realized that he was actually switched at birth with uh, someone who was much more wealthy than he was. So he was supposed to be born to a very rich family, but he wound up going home with a very poor single mother. He found this out only when he was 60 years old. And so by the time he was 60, he basically spent the majority of his life being a poor person and then found out, oh, wait, I was supposed to be really rich. Oh, this fucking sucks. Well, that's cool. Um, All right. So my segment here today is what do you do? When you suddenly inherit a whole bunch of money later on in life, when you find out you're actually a rich person, what do you do with all that money, guys? They gave him all the money when he was 60? No, they didn't give him shit. But let's pretend. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just pretend. So you want us to do what he did, no doubt, blackout (laughs) drunk in a gutter someplace, just imagining how his life would be different (laughs) if he had gotten the money. I think there's a lot of people in this situation that do get the better end of the stick than this guy got and they do wind up with just hundreds of millions of dollars thrust upon them and they don't know what to do with it so for everybody listening to this podcast in that situation we need to give them the helping hand tell them what they should do with their money uh and or what we would do and they could follow in our footsteps now i already started this off with wanting to live in a dollhouse uh so just like paris i think i would build a miniature version of my own house in my backyard uh that i could crawl around and uh 
but it would have every everything would work. It would it would be a perfect replication. It'd be like Tiny Town in Colorado, which is just a small version of a city. Uh, and uh, but I would have like servants that would go and stock the fridge with miniature versions of my favorite foods that I could just crawl into the kitchen and reach in there and uh, squeeze a tiny little Coke bottle into my mouth. Uh, and that'll be that would be way fun so if you're if you just found a bunch of money how about you build yourself a mini house for yourself huh i think you're on to something there ryland but i think it's <laughs> just a, a little, little misguided <laughs> okay because if i suddenly come into access of a bunch of liquid assets okay here's something i know that uh after the first nuclear test nuclear uh particles were spread throughout the atmosphere, all right? Uh, which means everything after that is a little bit more nuclear than it was before. Oh. What people don't realize is that ever since then, the radio tubes just haven't, have, haven't as been as strong as they were. So if I had all of my own access and money, <laughs> I would go around shopping all the oldest radio parts I can find. From before the nuclear testing, when they still have that good radio juice in them, and I'd wire them all together, make a little phone call, if you know what I'm saying. Wait, Cam, what's that smell coming out of your bedroom? Don't so, so, ask me smoky. about the smells. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. It's hot, okay? It's hot in okay, there. Sure, sure. I don't know that I agree with Ryland and that I would get a ton of money and use it to build a slightly less comfortable <laughs> version of my existing house I had when I was poor. It's so cute. I, uh, it's so cute. That's though. not my go-to. I would maybe do that and have a dog live in it. A chihuahua named Tinkerbell, I believe. Also, what if you had a, a bowling ball made of gold and you <laughs> you threw it down the alley and then you tricked people and you walked down the alley and you could eat those bowling pins? Wouldn't that be a good way to spend your money? <laughs> Edible bowling pins. <laughs> You're just hanging out in Ryland's mansion and he finishes drinking champagne out of his flute and he's like, hey guys, and he takes a big bite out of the champagne flute and it all shatters and, and everyone's oh! like, Ryland, what are you doing he's like no 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 you don't get it the whole house is edible yes <laughs> instead of my house i just do my food fuck yeah Roland, we missed a very important thing you just said oh instead of making my house i can get my house food we missed when you repeated <laughs> the important thing that you said you're just cutting out a lot Okay. Hey, am I working now? Am I working? Beep 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 beep. One, three. I think the Illuminati is on this, and they don't want to share. Oh my so god! I'll be seven, excited to listen back. Twelve. I'll be excited to listen back to this recording and see what like interesting information Ryland is depositing. I bet it's some good stuff. Eight. Fifty-two. You know. The men in black were often described as scrambling recordings of tapes that people had used to record interviews with alien contactees, scrambling phone calls whenever specific keywords was said. So I think whatever Ryland just said, that might be that was like the answer. <laughs> yeah, that was right. Ryland, Guys. go ahead and give us that answer. <laughs> This 
is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that has the truth. We want to thank aliens for their tech. We want to thank Paris for doing the right thing. We want to thank Scott Davis for the music for the podcast. We want to thank you for five-star rating us when you go to appleitunes.edu.gov.ninja.vodka.com.org.net. And we also want to thank you if you live in that cool lifestyle of telling people about the podcast. It helps people find the right lifestyle, and it helps us find listeners, so we sure do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to catch me, I will be listening to radio chatter of airline control towers to see if I can find hints about Paris Hilton's current whereabouts. And I will be naked while I do it. Dylan, where can we catch you this week? Uh, you guys, this week I'm going to be locked in my solarium listening to radio broadcasts from the Air Force and the CIA, seeing if I can get back to my home planet. What's the name of your home planet again, Dylan? Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> I got my nose pierced there. And I will be uh, in the local maternity ward just mixing up all the name tags on all the babies just so that maybe one day they'll get millions and be able to buy a dollhouse of their own. You're welcome, future babies. I'm sure they're all saying thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. Fire.